Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. With respect to the vaccine, it's not just the water crisis, but it's the history of lack of trust. Black and brown people have often been the guinea pigs. You withheld information, so why should I trust you now? People in Flint, Michigan have had their faith shaken, perhaps like no other community in the country. Melissa Mays says the ominous change in the water was particularly noticeable at bath times. My youngest would tell me, Mom, it's yellow and it's a filmy, gross, foamy thing, and it would smell like open sewer. Back in 2014, state officials repeatedly assured residents of Flint that their drinking water was safe to drink. We now know it was not. It turned out there were dangerous levels of lead in the water, which can damage the heart and the kidneys and the nerves. Lead exposure can also cause serious developmental problems in children. And we've seen that happen in Flint. That was seven years ago. But some residents still harbor, I think, an understandable distrust of public officials. And that has been a problem throughout this pandemic. CNN's Omar Jimenez has been reporting from Flint, talking to members of the community about their lasting doubt of the government and how the water crisis has impacted their views on the coronavirus vaccines. So for today's episode, I'm going to hand things over to Omar. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. I've been in Flint now for 46, almost 47 years. I raised my children here. Uh, They had great education, cultural center, so many things about Flint that typically people don't know about. That's Yvonne Lewis, co-director of the Healthy Flint Research Coordinating Center. There are always people striving to make sure that the best comes out for our city, Mm -hmm. even in the midst of all the challenges we face. At this stage of the pandemic, being able to trust public health officials is maybe more important than it's ever been. But that's easier said than done especially for the residents of Flint, Michigan, who are still impacted today by their city and state's mishandling of the water crisis. In 2014, Flint switched its water source in an attempt to cut costs, a decision that would later prove to come at the expense of people's health. Local residents were worried about the discolored and foul-smelling water coming out of their faucets, but officials denied the problem for months, and the crisis dragged on for years. Ultimately, 12 people died and health problems were reported across the area. Their governor at the time, Rick Snyder, is now facing criminal charges of willful neglect of duty, along with the former head of Flint's Department of Public Works. Both pleaded not guilty. In 2019, the EPA finally declared Flint's water safe to drink again. But many here still distrust the government and public health officials, especially during the pandemic. For me, as soon as I could, smell the water differently, and feel the water differently, I wasn't going to drink it. Haven't drank from the tap since then. Don't use it for cooking. Don't use it for anything that has to go into my body. It's still not clear 
if everything that should be done to ensure the safety of the community has been done yet. And fast forward to now, when you started hearing the messaging around the vaccine and, oh, don't worry, it's safe, we'll make sure. Did you have any flashbacks of sorts to to what was being said around the water and here back in 2014 and 2015? Well, I think that, you know, one trauma always generates concerns when there's another trauma, right? And so you don't forget. And so when when somebody just says, blanketly trust me, you're going to question that. So when it comes to the vaccines, it became a question of, this is really quick. And it was so politicized. Did we follow all the protocols? Do we know enough? And so what in the discovery process and what I hope that we can really help our community members understand, and those who are sharing with us trust us. Again, I'm saying it over and over again, give us the information. So far, the Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson vaccines have been authorized for emergency use by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are each about 95% effective at preventing symptomatic COVID-19. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is 85% protective against severe disease. None of the vaccines showed worrying side effects during trials. But that hasn't calmed concerns among some Flint residents. I wasn't ready to run out and get the COVID vaccine because somebody put somebody on TV and said, well, they got their shot, now you go get yours. It was a real thoughtful process. Uh, So you've now been, um, you've gotten both doses, right? You're right. So I got my second shot earlier this week. But I'm thinking... What did I really get put in my body? Am I actually going to have the immunity that I need? I had all the questions that everybody else had. And I would say, praise God, for me, I have had no actual effects at all. This idea of getting a vaccine, even for young people, isn't that simple. They grew up in the water crisis. So this frayed relationship with public health information is kind of all they've ever known. I'm not completely skeptic. I'm like in the middle, but I'm just like hesitant. Tomas Teo Jr. is a local high school student. I know I don't want to sound like really selfish. You know, I don't want anyone to be harmed. But for my own, I'm just like, sake, I'm just going to take it slow, kind of see what happens. Yeah. And then I'll take it for sure. But yeah. You were a kid when all of this was happening with the water crisis here in, in the Flint area. What do you remember about that time? What do you remember about what was happening? In a way, to be honest with you, I just kind of got used to it. It just became a reality, an everyday routine, having to cook um, and clean with bottled water and having to also use it to brush my teeth. I spoke with Tomas and his father, Tomas Teo Sr. When this thing hit with the water crisis, I mean, when I first heard about it, it's like you get worried about it and you're like, well, man, how long have we been consuming it? How long have they known that this was a problem? How affected are we? What's going to happen? Who do we talk to? Who do we trust? Those same thoughts occurred when both father and son contracted COVID-19. I never would have thought or expected that I would have been, me and my father, one of the people that got the virus. But when my father got it, I already knew that's a wrap. And then what was that like once you had it? What was, what was your experience? I remember my dad was affected with his respiratory and me, I lost my whole taste and smell for two and a half weeks. Yeah. So that's when I started to get really scared. And I, I already knew by then, way before that, this is serious. Dad, for you, I mean, tell me what that experience was like for you. And, and as you got sicker, you know, and got the pneumonia and a double pneumonia and, and then now the hospital is involved, what was going through your mind when, when that was happening? 
uh, you know, confusion and, and, and terror, to be honest with you. Um, I thought I was going to die, and I'm fortunate. But I know this much. I don't want to get it again more than I'm afraid of the vaccine. So I would much rather take the vaccine than get COVID again. While there's been a recent rise in vaccine registrations in Flint's Genesee County, its vaccination rate remains low. Some residents told me they're concerned about getting accurate information and are skeptical of who that information comes from. Here's Yvonne Lewis again. I'm a real advocate for people understanding the information so they can make a quality decision. And much of the reasons why they use the term hesitancy or lack of trust is because we don't understand. All the information isn't there. And then when it comes out, they're mixed messages. I can't help but think, you know, is this push to get the information yourself? Was that born in any way from what happened in, in 2014? Even during the water crisis, I was saying, we need the information. So working with the University of Michigan Flint, we started a water crisis course that allowed us to get people in large groups coming to talk to the, some of the leaders who would come out and say, tell us what's going on in a way that more people can get that information and we can make better decisions for ourselves. That same group, the Healthy Flint Research Coordinating Center, now hosts a coronavirus webinar. Good afternoon. It is 12 noon and we want to thank you. They started early in the pandemic last March. We held the first webinar, global pandemic with a local context. So we had the public health advisor to the mayor, the Genesee County Health Department. We had representatives from community organizations that came to talk to us, the Mass Transit Authority, Genesee Intermediate School District, the Flint Schools. And we simply asked them, how do people respond in this pandemic? Where do they go to get information? And that launched our first webinar. Since that point, it's been 48 weeks. We have over 45 different partners that have come from the state of Michigan. Uh, the governor has a representative, a Flint representative, who comes on and gives us updates from the governor. Tell me a little bit about why are you having the, the webinars and, and what is the central message or, or theme that you're trying to get yeah. across when, yeah. when you're putting these on? This is a global pandemic that has a local impact. And how do we make sense of the global pandemic in our local community? So how do you take the science, make it relevant to community, so we can understand what's going on with the pandemic. What does that mean? And then how do we access the resources that are needed for us to do well in the community? And here's another thing. How do the providers hear the community voice so that they can respond appropriately to community? So it's consistently providing information. But how do we deal with this? This great trauma. Tomas Teo Jr. is also working to have community conversations through his extracurricular group, the Flint Public Health Youth Academy. Right now, currently, we're doing this um, basically youth talk shows. It's called a youth perspective. Some people were talking about like, oh, I'm not taking it. I'm skeptical. And others, like in the Public Health Academy, um, many people are like confident and believe in it. And me, I'm like, I want to wait. I want it to take as much time as possible because I want this to work, you know, little to no harmful side effects or anything, and I want it to, you know, do its job. Public health officials might be dismayed to hear this kind of vaccine hesitancy, but it's understandable, coming from the people of Flint who are still healing from the collective trauma of the water crisis. So we're still using filters on our faucets. We're still using bottled water. We're all in this together. There are inequities that we're still dealing with. 
If we can acknowledge those inequities and ensure that we do our best, like with the information sharing through the webinar, to provide information to people that will help them make the best decision that they can for themselves and for their families, that's when we'll make a difference. This was just a dark chapter and there are more chapters to be written. Yeah, we turn the page, but don't turn it ignorantly. Don't turn it as if these things didn't happen. I love living in Flint. I could leave Flint. I know that if we can build on the things that we've already experienced, it will only make a better future for our children. You know, if there's one thing this pandemic has taught us, it is the vital importance of maintaining the public's trust in our health and government officials. People need to feel like they can trust that health authorities have their best interests at heart, that they're not conflicted in some way. Otherwise, it gets challenging to get buy-in for public health measures, simple ones, like masking and physical distancing, and also the vaccines. But here's the thing, that trust needs to be earned. And for the people in Flint, their trust was violated. It's gonna take a lot of hard work to rebuild the relationship between Flint residents and health authorities. I am hopeful that that important work has already begun. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.